And uh, the text is Zephaniah 3, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 14. Verse 14, do you have that? If you have your Bible, do you have that? Would you wag your head up and down or sideways and show some signs of life this morning? Somebody say amen. amen. Boy, that sounded good. Somebody say amen again, Mission Ebenezer. Amen. That sounded real good. Sounded manly. Sounded very manly. All the men say amen. Yeah. Amen. You hear how much louder we are than the ladies? All the men say amen again. Yeah. Amen. That's because I'm on the mic. So it makes it sound louder. This is a manly church. It's always been uh, a man's church, a sister's church also. Uh, but uh, Mission Ebenezer is always known to have a lot of men. And on Father's Day, that's a blessing. On Father's Day, that's a blessing. Religion uh, has traditionally been talked about to be uh, a woman's religion. That this is a, Christianity is a religion for women. But that's not true. It's women and men. Can the men say amen? amen. Can the ladies say amen? Yeah. Oh, that sounded louder right there. It sounded real loud. Praise God for the women and the men. Today is Father's Day. Uh, usually for Mother's Day, uh, there's flowers. Uh, there are cards. Don't forget the card. There's uh, chunky chocolate bars. There's chocolates uh, for the sisters. But for the men, we're lucky if we get a sandwich. But thank God uh, that today, at least, we're honoring fatherhood. We're honoring fathers. Uh, and more than anything, we're honoring our Heavenly Father today. Our Heavenly Father. I said Heavenly Father today. We're honoring our Father in Heaven as Jesus, our Lord, called Almighty God. As Jesus called Almighty God. He called Him Father. He called him Father. We're going to uh, talk about that today out of the book of Zephaniah, an obscure prophet, uh, but a great prophet. Three pages long, uh, three, pa three chapters long. You'd be lucky if you find it in your paper Bible because it's hard to find. But uh, Zephaniah, don't name your kid Zephaniah. But it's a wonderful book and my attention was riveted to a passage in Zephaniah chapter 3, starting in verse 14. And it's a chapter uh, about the fatherhood of God. The fatherhood of God. And it says this, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the heart. O daughter of Jerusalem. Are you paying attention? The Lord has taken away your judgments. The Lord, he has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. In that day... It shall be said to Jerusalem, fear not. 
and to Zion. Let not in your hands be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee, and he is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love, and he will joy over thee with singing the word of the Lord. The part that got my attention, beloved, was a part that says that God the Father will sing over you. Have you ever heard about God singing over us? Isn't it comforting? Isn't it a complete and total blessing that Almighty God sings over his people? I remember my daughter-in-law in the birth unit of Torrance Memorial, I believe Kaiser, uh, or was it Torrance Memorial where Judah was born? Torrance Memorial. Little baby born before his time. Incubated. There were moments when the nurses would allow him to leave the incubator. She was there all the time. My son Josh was running back and forth from Kaiser Hospital where I was lying down on a bed weighing 360 pounds because of the fluids injected into me and my baby grandson in another hospital and he was running his self ragged running from hospital to hospital but when I got better and we walked in that room where Judah, uh, where Judah was born I can remember Bumi holding him in her arms singing to him singing over him and I remember when my sons were born, each of them, mighty men of God, all three, singing over them as their father. But somewhere along the line, the singing stopped and the spanking started. <laughs> but I remember singing over each one of them as people would hand them to me and say, talk to them. And I would sing songs to them that we learned in church from my father, the founder of this church, who probably sang over me when I was born as an answer to his prayer that the Lord would give him a man-child that would take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. And some of you fathers out there have sang over your babies but maybe some of you babies didn't have a father to sing over you. And maybe because of that, there's those disturbances and those difficult times in life when you think back of what it could have been like to have a father to sing over you, to have a father to be present in your life. And he wasn't. Maybe he's in jail right now. Maybe he's gone. Maybe your home is going through heartbreak and dad's not there. Maybe you're listening to the word right now and you're estranged from your own home and from your wife and family. And you're alone today on Father's Day by yourself making a sandwich 
And that's how you will celebrate Father's Day. But the Bible tells me that if you are created by Almighty God, and if God brought you into this world for the purpose of his will to be done in your life, no matter how far away you are from God, God is never too far away for you to know that God loves you today. That God cares for you today. That Jesus loves you today. And that if your father is not present, I want you to know that your heavenly father is present near you to encourage you, to lift you up from the squalor that you are in. For God is never too far away from you or from me to give us that word and to sing over you and to sing over me no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through today. I want you to know, beloved, God is singing over you today on Father's Day. He's singing a good song. God's singing a good song, a song of love, a song of redemption, a song of goodness. Maybe your, heavenly, your earthly father wasn't all that he was supposed to be. No dad is perfect. No father is perfect. Maybe some of you are yearning for the day when you could reconcile yourself to your earthly father for whatever was missing as you were growing up. But during those times in the gaps, God fills the gaps and God fills the hedges that your dad left undone because you have a heavenly father that is closer to you than your earthly father could ever be. Can somebody say amen? amen. Could you humor me again and say it one more time? Amen. Could you say it like you mean it? Amen. I believe it now. God is a good God. And he is your father closer to you and me than we are even to ourselves. He's a good dad. So get over the resentment. Get over the remorse. Get over the vindictiveness. Get over the great indignities. Forgive. Move on. Let's learn that in the moments when we don't have that earthly touch, that earthly love, we know that we have a father that will never turn his back on us. So I want to thank God for being good. God is good anyway, isn't he? Isn't God good? When he's bad, he's good. And somebody say that? When he's bad, he's good. And when he's good, he's real good. But he's not bad because he wants to be bad. He's bad because he wants to get our attention so that we can follow in his footsteps and in his will. Remember, reminds me of a story, beloved, uh, of a father and a mother. Now, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for babies and grandchildren. I mean, I, I see a baby running around and it reminds me of my grandchildren. And it opens up something in grandpa's heart. I'm the money man at uh, the Canales family. Everybody carries cards, but Papa carries cash for the popsicles and for the Snickers and for the things that mom and dad don't want them to have that Papa gives anyway. One time, one of my... Yeah, you can clap right here. He's a visitor. Clap with him. He feels embarrassed. They're clapping for it by himself over, over there by the tombstone. Let me tell you what. She came up to and said, Papa, look, we found three cavities in his mouth. I knew where she was going. So I said, well, brush his teeth when he gets home. 
But let me get back to the story I was about to tell about fathers singing over their babies. And some of us fathers have forgot to sing over our babies. And we need to remember to sing over them a blessing. Sing over them with goodness. Sing over them with joy. When they stumble and fall, sing over them. Because singing over them is redemptive and merciful and gracious. There's no father in here that's perfect, including myself. I'm a failure if there ever was one. But I thank God that God lifts up failures. And God lifts up those that need to be lifted up. I thank God that he has not kicked us to the curb when we fail. But when we fail, he's more of a father than when we're good. Remember the story of the prodigal son? That was a real bad boy right there. I think he was jealous of his brother's inheritance. And so for part of that rebellion, he said, I'm out of here. Does anybody remember that story about the prodigal son that left his father to go into a a far country? And he was a Jewish boy. And he left his Jewish father. And when he ran out of money, when he ran out of women and wine, the only thing he could do was take a boat to the other side of the Galilee, to the capitalist where they grew pigs. This Jewish boy blasphemously, but hungrily, attached himself to a pig farmer, the height of Jewish indignity, and began to raise pigs, and wasn't even paid for it, but just for the food that he could fight for and get from the pigs and the slop and the mud. You remember in Luke 15 that one day, one day, this young prodigal, one day, this young rebel, one day, this young man that left his father's house, left the goodness and the love and the grace of his father's house, found himself in the depth of sin, lost in mud, covered with pig refuse, fighting for a corn cob that had been chewed on already from both ends. And he said, the Bible says that Jesus tells us that. He said, and he came to his senses. And there are moments in life when we're lost. We don't know what to do with the family. We just merely got through COVID. Your daddy died in COVID. Your mama died in COVID. You couldn't visit them. You can only say goodbye on Zoom. Well, today on Zoom, we say, hello, God loves you. We've been through all this and we came out and we're here at church with mass optional. And we're here at church post-COVID. And we're here at church because God's a good God. And he delivered us from this plague. And we're coming back to this church house. And the pastor's getting the church house ready. And people out there listening and right here, get ready because it won't be long before we leave the movable sanctuary and move into the temple of the living God. Oh, the joy of having the Father sing over us. Oh, the joy of having him sing when we least deserve it. Oh, the joy of waking up in the pigsty of life, in the sin, kicked to the curb by the devil. Oh, the joy of a man coming to his senses and saying, I need to get back home to my wife. 
I need to get back home. If God, you give me one more chance, I promise I won't ruin it this time. Oh, the joy of knowing that God can sing over us. The joy of knowing that God cares for you. Ain't no father perfect but one. And he's in heaven. Now as I think about this father and Bumi singing over Judah and me singing over my boys, there came a time where I forgot to sing over them. But there's a time of remembrance when singing turns into blessing. It would look kind of ridiculous if at a baseball game I stood up on top of Josh and started saying, Oh, Josh, you're so awesome to me. All the parents would turn around and say, That man is nuts. We don't sing anymore over them, but we do bless them. We bless our grandchildren, and I thank God for the opportunity of doing over what I undid when I was a dad. But for my grandchildren, I will sing over them. And you fathers out there that need the strength of God, you fathers out there that the world and the culture and the society is saying, you're not a man. The society out there is tearing away from you the character of a man. Let me remember what the Bible says. You are the head of your household. You are the head of your household. If there's a household with the man in it, let the man be the head and let the woman be the neck. Because without the neck, the man's head won't turn. So let the man stand up. Not right now, not right now. Not right now. Stand up in your own home. Don't be mean. Don't be a tyrant. Don't be a dictator. Don't yell that much like I do. Don't use that example. But be a man. This society, this culture needs the men of God to stand up and deliver. You should have clapped right there. Let me get back to the story. Let me get back to the story. This church can't move on unless the men stand up. This house can't move forward unless the men stand up. This man can't, this, this church won't move forward unless the men stand up. This country can't move, over, move on until the men stand up. But ladies know what they got to do. They do it better than we do. Let's stand up and take our place in history. I'm not afraid to say it. It'll make some people angry. But this is an angry world. Somebody got to get angry. You're listening to me, church? But, you know, so this man was holding the baby. And she was born the cutest thing in the world pink and chubby she looked like a little cherry tomato and he was holding her the mama was nearby they were near the incubator and he was singing to her this is a true fact 
like a dad sings over his baby. He was singing to her. The doctor had told them that she was deaf. A congenital defect. And the baby could not hear the father singing over her. But he kept on singing. She couldn't hear a note, a word that he was singing. But he was singing anyway. Because she could hear his heart. There are times in life when our Heavenly Father is singing to us. And we can't hear. For one reason or another, men, we're not listening. We're deaf to God. We're not listening to the Lord say, stand up. It's time for you to lead your family. Stand up. It's time to lead in your church. Stand up. It's time for you to lead in your country. Stand up and be accounted for. A man of justice. A man of mercy. A man of humility. Stand up, man. Take your place. Don't allow the winds of ideology and philosophy to change who you are. Amen. Don't allow the breezes of contrary spirits remove from you what God has given to you by birth and right. Amen. Stand up, man, in the name of Jesus and be accounted for. Let a man be a man. And let's listen to God. Let a man be a Did you know that nowhere in the Old Testament does anybody refer to God as father? From Genesis to Malachi, nobody refers to God as father. Capital F-A-T-H-E-R. I counted it up in the concordance. There are characteristics of him as a father carrying us through the wilderness. Like Zephaniah said, characteristics of a God who like a father will sing over you at your worst moment. When you feel the worst in your life, God is singing in the name of Jesus, redemption and forgiveness. Did you know there's not a time, the closest you can come to God being a personal father is Psalm 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, and that makes me his sheep. People listening? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's close. The only time that God is ever referred to as Father in a personal and intimate way with a capital F is in Matthew 5.16. That's where it starts. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And when you pray, say this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Or when Jesus says, my Father will never leave me. Or he says, my Father will teach you all things. Only Jesus, our Lord and Savior, only Jesus the Son of God, only Jesus, the only begotten of the ineffable, only Jesus, the eternal Christ of God. Jesus, his greatest revelation to us on earth in the history of religions is to make 
the God of the law, the God of judgment, the God of wrath, the God of anger for sin and disobedience. Only Jesus revealed to us that he's also a loving father who forgives and has mercy and loves the sinner and hates the sin and raises those up who are broken and gives us time to know that we are secure and safe under the covering of his wing. Only Jesus teaches us that he's personal. My daddy, the founder of this church, always told me when I first came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I used to follow him around in the garden. 21-year-old former abuser of alcohol and abuser of drugs of the worst kind that we don't need to mention. My sister's a witness sitting in the parking lot listening. Walking through the house with a bathtub full. I hate to say it this way, of heroin. With two bags of gold rings stolen from a pawn shop in the house, giving away to my friends in the projects. And on Monday morning, we all showed up like we were uh, Pinocchio and his friends with rings all over our hands. And out of that, God reached down with his fingertips and pulled me out of the projects and gave me a brand new life. And I followed my dad around like a puppy when I was 20 years old in the garden saying, Papa, what does it all boil down to? And you know what his words were? Mijo, God is real. He's real. The Father is real. And he loves you. And he forgives you. I serve that God today with the memory of my earthly father. Listening to God. The Gospel of John, 107 times Jesus refers to that remote transcendent deity as my father. And today I just want to remind you, men of God, men who are here, men who are listening, no matter where you're at in this spectrum of fatherhood, far from God, close to God, far from your wife, close to your family. Stand up and be the man that God called you to be and learn to call him Father. And the Lord bless you this Father's Day.